It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at ShortstopBall, and also joining me is my co-host, Vinny Rotino, and you can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers, and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, today, we'll be taking your questions, obviously, with the off day on Monday, uh, and then we'll uh, have story time with Vinny at the end, so make sure you stick around with that. And then if we have some time, we'll get into this quick two-game series with the Royals. Before we get into all of that, I want to uh, tell you that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them a Locked On sent you. So not much news to talk about on the off day. But Vinny, I don't know if you saw this, but the Brewers offense – was so great on Sunday that they caused the opposing pitcher to rage and break his hand by punching a, a concrete wall. Uh, Waskar, I know after giving up five runs on Sunday, punched a concrete wall after he left the game and fractured his hand is going to be out for a couple of months. Certainly hate that for him. But uh, have you ever raged like that, Vinny, gotten so frustrated and mad that you hit something or broke something? Uh, yeah, I would say on a weekly basis, rolling over to third base, (laughs) which, um, I would definitely be, um, saying things that I couldn't say on this podcast pretty frequently. So anyway, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, but at the same time, where in, where are the, these pitchers learning this from? I mean, pitcher after pitcher, you've seen this, uh, Bill Bickford did it. Um, a couple other guys, a guy in the fall league, I remember did this, um, where do they think it's a good idea to actually punch a brick wall? This has happened. I want to say this has happened at least three, four times that I've heard of since I've been involved in professional baseball a couple of decades, but that's still too many. That's Mm. way too many. What are these guys thinking? Yeah, I have no, no idea. I mean, a young guy, obviously in the middle of a great year, a breakout season for him. And then to do that, just really hate it for them. But getting back to the Brewers offense, because that's what I really wanted to highlight. Uh, they did score the 10 runs. I didn't realize how long of a, a drought it had been for them to start the season, um, but took 41 games for them to score double-digit runs. And that was the second longest drought in team history. It also took them 40 games the last year before they reached the double-digit mark. So uh, maybe this offense is getting going. Maybe that's uh, what it'll take. Uh, and this will uh, lead them into scoring a bunch of more runs and hopefully not making other pitchers get frustrated enough to break their their hands. But uh, it certainly would like, like to see them frustrating a lot more opposing pitchers going forward. Uh, we'll jump into some questions. And, Benny, we're going to start off with the uh, most important one here, this one coming from Tex Premier. He said, who's more scared, Mitch Stetter of asking a pod question or Benny Rotino of making a fantasy trade? I got to believe this is Chase, right? So every, so just so everybody knows, we have a uh, fantasy football league that's been going on since 2005. 
we were all in double A. It was the original members were myself, Khaled Baluli, Mitch Setter, Brad Nelson, um, Steve Bray. I'm going to be leaving guys out. Andy Pratt, uh, Lou Paul Masano actually joined this year, uh, but he he was with the Brewers. He's a Brewers alum for a couple of decades now, almost a couple of decades with the rest of us. And um, we've got guys like RJ Swindle, Chase Wright. He's the one that's submitting those questions. I believe that's his Twitter handle. I've actually asked him flat out if that's him and he won't give me a straight answer, but <laughs> can't imagine that it's anybody else. Um, but uh, it, it is an absolute blast. I mean, Khaled Baluli, um, one of the more talented pitchers that I've played with and I actually ruined his career single-handedly by that was the first year that I was converted into a catcher and I could not block his, his nasty uh, <laughs> uh, knuckle curveball. <laughs> so every time he'd strike a guy out and go back to the backstop. And then I think he was in double A for a couple more years and got released after that. But I chalk up his uh, failure as a pitcher. Uh, I'll, I'll own that. Um, sorry. Sorry, Colin. But anyway, he's <laughs> our lead commissioner. <laughs> um but just an absolute blast. So uh, it's it's an ongoing league-wide uh, message board kind of like text thread that we <laughs> we have. And I'm surprised it's taken this long in the podcast to bring this up. And anyway, so that's so people understand if they follow me on Twitter, that's what they're seeing when I am constantly calling Mitch Detter out. Um, but anyway, the, to answer Chase Wright's question or Texas ball, whoever you are, uh, Mitch is much more scared to ask a question. I think he finally asked one who the Brewers playing next, which we won't even count as a question. But anyway, I'm not scared to make trades in fantasy football. I digress. I'm rambling about this fantasy football league, but maybe we need to keep people updated on this league. Yeah, it when... sound, sounds like it. Sounds like <laughs> yeah, it's a, a pretty, that... pretty fun group. It's an absolute blast. So anyway. Yeah, no, that's great. Anytime you get fantasy leagues, you know, with a bunch of group of guys, you know, a group of guys that, you get to chatting and a message boards or whatever. That's when it's really the best and fun. So, uh, pretty cool. They're getting the insight on the the fantasy football league there. That uh, apparently we're gonna have to do a weekly update on <laughs> once we get get into the fall. Um, all right, but now we will get into some other more questions, more so specific to the Brewers. This one coming from Jay Moore one 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 one. He said, "Do you think Arias would benefit from a few weeks in Nashville to get his confidence back?" It seems like letting him play through the throwing issues is only making things worse. Um, Vinny, I mean, the easy answer for me would be if we had Orlando Arcia, then yeah, uh, I think you could do that. But there's just nobody else really to put there at, at the, this point. And I know we've talked about it before with the throwing issues. I, I don't know how, how you overcome that, you know, I mean, other than just repetition, and becoming more comfortable with it, I don't really know what demoting him would do to help improve that. You still have to throw the ball when you, when a ground ball comes to you in AAA. Um, no, the third deck isn't there, and the bright and the lights aren't quite as bright in AAA. You still will sense quite a bit of embarrassment if all of a sudden you can't throw the ball at first base at AAA either. Uh, so, so I don't know if that'll help. I, I tend to agree with you on that. Um, he's just got to work through it somehow. Um, there's a number of resources in the minor league, or sorry, not in the minor leagues, in professional baseball to help guys through that. Um, it's it's a tough one, guys. Yeah, you know, it, 
look, at times he's been pretty good with throwing. He's been throwing well on the run, which is surprising why he was he looked a little bit tentative to throw to first base on that one play that we talked about yesterday. That was the big play for me where he was on the run and he still chose to throw to second base to try and get Ender and Ciarte out when Pablo Sandoval, uh, you know, need a sundial to, to time his time from home to first. We, clearly that was the play. And he was throwing on the run. Maybe it was just a bad decision. I think there's this, uh, there's some uh, there's some level of uh, just hesitancy and just and just making decisions at that point when when you are kind of you know not as confident handling the baseball. I, I think that that's probably what happened there. Um, you, I, some guys like Robin Ventura couldn't throw uh, not on the run. He had to throw the ball on the run. He played a very deep third base and he had to make every single throw on the run. Maybe I'm not suggesting that Urias, Urias has to do that. Uh, I'm saying you can't be, if you're going to have some uh, hesitancy throwing, you can't, you can't have the hesitancy. You can have some level of, uh, of uh, not being so super confident in where your throw is going to end up, but you just have to just commit to it. If that makes sense. Right. If you're going to make an error and if you're if you're not, if you don't feel super confident, just let it go and make the error instead of being hesitant about it. it I hope that makes sense. That's that's what will help him get through that. I don't know if sending him to AAA would do anything, um, quite yeah. frankly. So you just got like you say, you got to work through it. Yeah. And he's made some progress with the bat. I think it's kind of a little better. But uh, like I said, once you traded Arcia, this is. Maria's job for the rest of the year unless they end up trading for Trevor Story uh, in the middle of the year like some people are, are thinking and hoping um, you know for better or worse Arias just has to to get through this and figure it out uh, take a quick break and then we'll answer a couple more questions about minor leagues and then we'll get into Vinny uh, story time at the end before we do that, let me tell you about Wealthfront. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. And you know, there are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days. It's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain stores or new car dealerships. So I worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car at a chain store and just hoping that they have the parts you need when you have the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket. Pull them up on your cell phone, find any make and model of any kind of auto part you need. And there are so many different reasons to maintain your car these days, but the biggest one is obviously to save money. So why spend twice as much at a traditional chain store or new car dealership? Just head on over to rockauto.com right there on your phone, search for the parts you need, buy them, have them shipped, and just wait for them to arrive. 
Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose a brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your vehicle and do us a favor, right? Locked on there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So a couple more questions here, and both of these are, are similar. So I'm going to put them back to back here. But the first one comes from C, uh, CJ Eisman. CJ Eisman, maybe. Uh, who from the Brewers minors are you excited to see play in the next couple of years? Um, so Vinny, I mean, I think there's some obvious ones at the top. You know, the biggest one for me is obviously Garrett Mitchell, the number one prospect just because you know he's a college bat and he you know showed a lot in spring training um so certainly excited you know i think he's somebody that can move fast through the system as well uh unfortunately i have not seen him back in the lineup since the first three games of the year uh we mentioned that he had an injury there they thought it would be minor but uh he's been out of the lineup for i believe over a week now so that's certainly a bit disappointing there uh but garrett mitchell i mean uh Again, another a big left-handed outfield bat can you know has plus tools just about everywhere, uh, and I think he'll grow a little bit into the power. That's certainly somebody that I'm excited to see. Antoine Kelly from the pitching side is somebody I'm very high on. Uh, I know he had an injury as well uh, this year, but he's somebody I'm really looking forward to seeing down the line. But Benny, anybody from you from the minors that that stick out that you're you're excited to see? I'm really excited to see Aaron Ashby pitch uh, in the big leagues. I think he can start. He's got a little bit of a funkier delivery. Uh, he's got four plus pitches and he has feel for all of them. He's got instincts to get out. So he's got all the ingredients to be a really, really good major league starter. The only question mark that scouts see in him is that the delivery is a little bit, there's some effort there, some head, head pull. Uh, but he's cleaned a little bit of that up and he's, and he's um, using his lower half. Well, and if anybody can kind of fix some of these mechanical things, it's, it's proven that the Brewers have been able to do that. So uh, with, with obviously Corbin Burns there um, and then Woodruff has even cleaned up some things My, more minor on Woodruff, but he looks much more consistent in terms of execution. So excited to see him also excited to see both Mario Feliciano and Bryce Terang. I think those guys are, um, I think those are, are, are very you know, better than average everyday major league players. Uh, they, both of them for me have high ceilings. Um, Mario Feliciano is just a baby. And, and still, I mean, he's the youngest kid at every stop that he's, um, that he's made, um, including, uh, where is he? Yeah. He's in Nashville. Mm, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's only 22, I want to say. He's, um, he's 22. 21, uh, 22. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty young to play in AAA, and uh, obviously. And then, um, yeah, and then Terang is also – I mean, both these kids are, are just baseball players with talent. So, excited to see all three of those guys. I think they're going to make an impact at the big league level. Yeah, for sure. And all of those guys could be here uh, as soon as next year. I think Terang's at – at double A. So, you know, he may meet, need another year of seasoning, but we've already seen Feliciano up this year um, with the, with the turnover that the Brewers have had at catching. They actually had to go for him for a little bit. You know, Mitchell uh, is down at a ball. 
Um, so, you know, we may not see him for a couple more years, but a lot of these guys are, are knocking on the door. You know, Ashby's already at AAA. Um, I'll give you somebody maybe a little bit further down the list is Tristan Lutz. And actually had a listener point him uh, out to me uh, in the offseason. He's off to a really good start in AA, another outfielder, uh, really kind of a toolsy-looking uh, kid. Um, but he's somebody that uh, I think could surprise in the system this year. Uh, you know, with the offseason last year, there's a lot of these, these young guys that we just haven't seen enough of to really know a whole lot on. Uh, but he's somebody to keep an eye on uh, as somebody who, is, who could surprise and jump up in the system. And then, you know, can't, I got to mention Hedbert Perez. I know he's, he's been the darling of the class uh, this past offseason, jumped up a lot of rankings. So I know a lot, a lot of people are excited to see him, but he's even further on down the road. Kind of following up on that, uh, the Whiteout 52 asked, who are some guys in the minor leagues right now that could come up and add some pop to the major league lineup? Um, I think the obvious one is, is Keston Hira. If he can get it figured out, he's somebody that can come up and provide some uh, some power to the lineup. But outside of him, I really don't know that there's going to be anybody else coming out of the Brewers system this year, Vinny, that's going to add a whole lot to the, the current roster. Yeah, I mean, Keston is the guy. Uh, if he gets going, if he can kind of flatten his his path a little bit. Um, I, I do think that Mario Feliciano, if there is any – sorry, I should know this. Any word on Jacob Nottingham on waivers at this point? I, I haven't heard anything if he cleared or not. Yeah, so, I mean, if he, if he gets claimed, I do think Mario is ready, and I do think he can make an impact. I, Kid is a smart, instinctual hitter. He's he, he, look. This is going to be this is going to be uh, kind of eye popping what I'm about to say, but I mean, he he has a chance to be the next catcher out of Puerto Rico, right? So so Yadi is is the guy now, and Yadi is going to the Hall of Fame. But um, I'm not saying Mario Feliciano is going to go to the Hall of Fame. I'm saying he has a chance to be that kind of impactful. Um, catcher behind the plate where he really gains the trust of a pitching staff, but then also can, can impact the baseball. I mean, very, very smart, instinctual hitter um, knows how pitchers are attacking him. will cheat to fastballs and hit them and hit them out seeing that. And then also he's able to battle and grind and, and battle with two strikes, but he knows when to take his shots and take his chances, which is a very, very advanced thing for a hitter to do. Uh, but other than that, um, Christian Yelich is in AAA, so <laughs> beat, beat me <laughs> to the punch there. Roster here, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, there's just not a there's not a lot down there. You know, as far as power wise, you know, and I'm reading the question is who's going to bring some pop? There's just not a ton of big power hitters in the minors right now uh, for the Brewers that that could be ready this year. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about guys like James Peterson down there. You know, Derek Fisher. Um, you know, Hernan Perez, you know, these are the guys down there right now, you know, who could come up if needed, but none of them are really going to bring a lot of power to the plate. So uh, the Brewers are going to add some pop and, and I think they need to, um, but it's probably going to have to come from outside the system or they're going to have to hope that Keston is able to figure it out and come back up. All right, next we'll get into story time with Vinny. Before we do that, let me tell you about 
Our friends at betonline.ag, as you know by now, they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And even though the NFL season is over, you got NBA and hockey season going into the playoffs. Very exciting, entertaining playoff formats there in those respective sports. But you also got Major League Baseball season in full swing. But betonline.ag does more than that. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to betonline.ag on your phone or internet browser and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic tasting protein bar, then look no further. Built Bar has a ton of flavors and a wide variety of flavors uh, at that. It's not just your chocolate, chocolate chip fudge, or cookies and cream. It's a bunch of different flavors from almond toffee to mint, coconut, the peanut butter fudge, dark chocolate raspberry. There's a ton of really interesting, really cool flavors that you don't normally get in protein bars, something that's going to give you a very unique taste, something that tastes good, and they're not hard as a rock. They have a very soft middle, so it makes it easy to get down. Very good, very tasty, and they're great for you. Most of them only have about five net carbs. So whether you like them to take them before workout, after workout, as a meal replacement or the morning in the morning, or whether they're a snack for you, you can eat them anytime. They're packed with protein. There's not a lot of carbs. They're a great treat for you to be able to have, and they taste amazing. I can't tell you enough how good they are, especially for a protein bar. So go to BuiltBar.com today and try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, Vinny. So uh, story time with Vinny here. We uh, didn't get a a ton of questions today, so left this segment open for Vinny to tell us one of his favorite stories from his time in professional baseball. So, Vinny, take it away. This is my all-time favorite story, and I think the fans would appreciate the, the, the Brewer fans. I'm not saying fans of this particular podcast, although I know that there's a ton of them out there. Um, but Brewer fans in general appreciate this story because it's about one of the fan favorites of the Milwaukee Brewers, Ed Cedar. So I, I uh, signed in 2003 as a minor league free agent. Ed Cedar was the first coach that I that I kind of encountered, and. Um, I was kind of astounded by the level of leadership that this man possessed. Um, he was just a leader of men, right? So this guy, Eddie Cedar, was uh, just very a presence on the field, in the clubhouse, just whatever you, whatever Eddie said, you were going to do it. So he demanded that you play hard. He demanded um, that, you know, you kind of play the game the right way, uh, move the runners, all this stuff, right? So, but at the same token, if anyone knows Eddie Cedar personally, he is the nicest man in the world, right? So he needs to be force, forceful. He'll let you know. But if he wants to talk to you and just be just be a regular guy and, and talk to you, you know, nice and and you know, kind of he's a he's kind of a sweet guy, for lack of a better term. Okay, so <clears throat> it, we were he was my manager in 2003. We were in the Pioneer League. Helena Brewers was the team. Uh, I was playing third base. Greg Marrera's on the mound. Greg Marrera was, uh, let's say Greg Marrera liked him some Greg Marrera. Okay. So um, he, he's the guy that could, he could do it all, but uh, you know, Greg struggled on the mound at times, but um, he could pitch a little bit, but um, so he was in trouble. 
probably third time through the order, second and third, close game, maybe one out or uh, up by one. Eddie Cedar comes out to the mound for a mound visit. Um, didn't know if he, no one knew if he was going to take him out or not. So Eddie comes out and says, <laughs> if anyone's ever heard of Eddie Cedar talk, this is a, this is a pretty good impression. I've, I've been told that I do a pretty good Eddie impersonation. Hey, Greg, how you doing? You think you can get out of this one for us? What do you say? <laughs> Greg, being the guy that, you know, believed in himself quite a bit. Um, yeah, Eddie, I can do it. Give me, give me the ball, man. I can do it. I promise. Eddie looks at him, and I'm, and I'm keeping this PG, and he says, Then do it! <laughs> right in his face, turns and walks off the mound. It was the greatest mound visit. I've ever seen in my life. And I tell that story quite frequently. And every time I tell it, everyone, everyone's like, I'm going to tell that. I'm going to repeat that story, especially if you know Eddie, even if you don't know Eddie, if you've ever heard him in an interview or anything, you can kind of see that he has, he has both sides to him. But uh, one of my favorite coaches of all time, probably my favorite coach of all time, one of my, probably the best manager that I've ever had. And that was all the way back in 2003, rookie ball. And Eddie was a third base coach for a while for the Milwaukee Brewers. And he's uh, transitioned into a special assistant at this point. But uh, a fan favorite, uh, a player favorite, just an all-around amazing baseball guy. And uh, that's my Eddie Cedar story. Yeah, that's pretty good. I always wonder, you know, what happens in those conversations on the mound. Obviously, not all of them go like that. But uh, pretty pretty interesting take there and a, a good story from Vinny. So I uh, appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, just quickly before we get out of here, I want to preview this Royals series. Uh, quick two-game set uh, for the Royals. They get off to a hot start and then really kind of cooled off. They're 22nd in the league in OPS and on base percentage. They're 26th in home runs. Uh, what they do do well is that they have our seven, they have the seventh fewest strikeouts. So they're going to put the ball in play. And when they get on, they're going to manufacture runs. They're second in the league in stolen bases. So got to watch out for that. Their pitching is middle of the pack and strikeouts. They're 23rd and opponents batting average, 24th and team ERA and 23rd and bullpen ERA. Um, and the Royals got to be, got to be look, uh, feeling a little uh, unlucky coming into this series, Vinny, knowing that, it's just a two-game series, and they have to face Woodruff and Burns. Can't be a lot of fun going into that. I was actually, I was actually uh, texting with Mitch on the side. He was like, Brewers and big series, Brewers and Royals. And then he said, oh, I just looked at the pitching matchups. We have yeah. Bubik and uh, Keller going against Woodruff and, uh, <laughs> Woodruff and Burns. Right. I think I don't think we have – he, I, you know, I like both those guys. I think those both those guys can pitch, but yeah, no, it's not a fair matchup. But here, I mean, look, we've seen Burns lose. I think a lot of the starts that he started, right? I think he's got yeah, like two, he, two one or two or wins. Yeah. yeah, and um, so that's why you play the game. Um, and they got to score some runs for these guys, and uh, hopefully they do that here against the Royals. Yeah, so on paper, pitching matchups obviously look very good for the Brewers. But as Vinny said, you got to play these games out, and the Brewers got to continue to score runs like they did on Sunday, or if not that much, even half of that <laughs> would be pretty good uh, and be yeah. able to, to get a win uh, with Woodruff and Burns on the mound. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball and Vinny at Vinny 
Rotino. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.